Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, and my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics sharing our experiences on life and finances. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Nothing much, nothing much. Yeah, another week, another week, another podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're rocking with it. Yeah. So how was your week, man? Uh, It wasn't too bad, man. Like I said, you know, just working from the office nowadays, uh, just kind of doing anything I can to kind of stay busy and get things updated. It's actually becoming a, a lot and a lot more, right? Because I'm yeah. trying to pick up other uh, other team stuff. And yeah, yeah it's I, I think I'm just like kind of just trying to pile on as much as I can so that I can <laughs> actually feel like I'm doing stuff. Because uh, I feel like if I have too little on my plate, then I'm not doing anything. But when I have like a lot on my plate, then I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm actually doing something. Granted, nothing on that plate's leaving. But it feels yeah. like I'm doing something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, sometimes, though, I think we have to realize that to be doing work, you don't always have to feel like you're doing work all the time. You can be mm. more successful, right, if you can actually plan everything out where it didn't, you know, it, what is the word I'm trying to say? It, it made you feel like you're overwhelmed. You know how you're right. like, oh, if I'm overwhelmed, I know I'm busy, right? But yeah. then, like, if you, uh, if things are smooth, you go like, ah, I, I must be not doing anything. But then, yeah. if, you get, if you're getting your work done and you're executing the mission effectively, then yeah. things you can't think things are bad or think things are, uh, you know, saying, I, hey, I'm not busy. Or, I need more or work. Inadequate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm inefficient right now. I'm not doing something. You know, like. Yeah. But in, but in reality, I mean, at the time, that could be just what is needed, you know? Oh, you know, uh, man, I don't know. In the military, man, if you're not doing anything, they're going to find something for you to do. So, yeah, no, but the, hey, now you talk about military. That's different. Right? <laughs> that's different. Sure. So you can, you can actually uh, look busy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't be doing a damn thing. You know I mean? That's true. That's not that. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you can't ever go off of it. Yeah, but you are right. Yeah, they will try to task you if you, Seem like you're an extra hand around there. Yeah, they're gonna task yeah. you with some random stuff. I learned that early. I, yeah. I that's that's why I took um and in the shop that I was in, I just took on extra roles because I was like, yeah. I I'd rather do what I like to do than yeah. be doing, no, be doing, <laughs> doing something I don't like to do. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, no, I feel the exact same way. Trying yeah. to define what you can do instead of someone <laughs> just constantly telling you what to do. Yeah. But, how about your week, man? Yeah, it, it was okay. Uh, you know, uh, took some days off, did some, you know, get some rest in. Yeah, you know, just clearing the head, trying to see where I want to go next, what I want to, what should I do next, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, if you don't take that, that mental break, you know, then you, you'll forget your goals. You know, yeah. how you, same thing you're saying about staying busy all the time. You stay busy all the time, then you'll forget what you were planning to do because you were yeah. too busy. But if you slow yourself down enough to like, okay, this is my real goals. This is what I was after. This is why I'm doing. This is why I'm doing this, right? Yeah. And then you don't make these uh, irrational decisions based off emotions. You're actually, yeah. you know, sitting down and making logical, you know, strategic planning. You yeah. know, like to get to the next step or where you're going. Yeah, I think someone coined it where it's like a, it's called a slowing down to speed up, right? Yeah. And what that means is like, like you said, where you're you're taking on so much or so many things is happening but you should kind of slow down kind of contemplate it kind of strategize and then take those opportunities to to do your strategy or execute on your strategy right instead of just constantly go 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 
just take a second. Like it doesn't have to be a long time, right? I'm not saying take an entire month to do it, but you know, just take, you know, a few hours in the day, just kind of contemplate like what, what is the strategy for the day? What is the strategy for the week? And, yeah. you know, kind of just execute on that. Uh, and like you said, cause if you don't, then, you know, when something unexpected comes up, you're like, Oh, I, I don't know what to do. And then you just make maybe a, a, maybe a poor decision because you did not plan for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that uh, is what I, I guess what I'm trying to say. The, the, that mental pause actually, you know, really helps you. It, it helps you in the long run, right? You, yeah, you're actually, you know, taking care of self, right? Yeah. Uh, and like I said, for this one, you know, like I basically I took a couple of days and just, it kind of, it quiets the noise, right? When I'm not around all the chaos, you get a chance to quiet the noise. And so you can, you can actually figure things out, you know, like, okay. Cause you can have people telling you stuff or you can see stuff or, Things make you angry, but then it's like if you stop and just think for a second, okay, why am I angry? Okay, all right. So that has nothing to do with what I really want to do. Okay, why am I here? Okay, all right, I'm here because of this. Oh, all right. So it's not for any other reason, but it's for this, right? So you have that list of goals that you already yeah. that you already know you you've written out, you already planned it. Because I, I I plan out some long long goals. I try not to go too far farther than five or six years because. If you go too far, time is gonna adjust those goals for you. Like yeah. you don't, yeah, you 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 can make the plan, you can say you're gonna do this, but time always tells the truth. Like yeah, it, yeah it, it's gonna it's gonna adjust it for you. Yeah, so. and it can be like a, I mean, like a, what are they saying? Fast and Furious before it got all crazy. Uh, you know, they take you take a quarter quarter mile at a time. Yeah, right. Like stop stop trying to see so incredibly far. Right. But just take the next step. Yeah. Right. Because when you're when you're trying to look so far and I'm not saying you can't have that vision, you can't have that uh, that sight into whatever you want your future to be. But what I'm saying is that don't always just like focus so much on it, because there's going to be times when you feel like you're not following that and you're going to end up tripping. Right. Because because you can't actually see it. But then what you can see is the step right in front of you. Right. So just keep taking that first step or that, that right step in front of you instead of trying to cloud your mind or cloud your judgment of whatever's too far. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it will, it will, it, that, uh, I think I was hearing that on another podcast. It, when you keep looking down the road so much, uh, yeah, that over time you're, what is it? It's like losing interest, right? Yeah. You, you're, you don't feel the same about, you know, that, that emotion you had when you wrote that goal down, is not the same anymore. But no. if you were to keep that long goal, but do, like short check-ins with that same goal, kind of like, you know, consistently. And yeah. it, it would help you meet that long-term goal. So it's like uh, if you did an adjustment every every three months or or six months, right, that's for that long-term goal, then you probably, it's a chance that you'll still achieve it. That's because you're, you're like, it's kind of like you're reintroducing it back to yourself again. Something, it's, uh, what is it? Because somebody else mentioned this to me, right? You know, I, I had these, you know, I told them about my goals and then they reminded me. So w- what about your three month goal? Right. Or, you know, or your yeah, or, yeah or milestones. Not, or... Yeah. Yeah. 90 day. I think they call it a 90 day goal or something like that. And uh, and it was basically to kind of keep you on track, you know. Yeah. yeah so I, I thought that was, uh, you know, a good thing that he mentioned. Plus, he, I think he was wise anyway. He was a chaplain. You know, chaplains always <laughs> you know what I'm saying they're a little wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh chaps man yeah. yeah i will say for this week like uh my workouts have definitely been a lot better and i think like what i started focusing on like of course consistency right 
but instead of just going through the motions, I've been focusing a lot on uh, intensity yeah. of the workout. And I'm not saying I'm like going on like Arnold or like Hans and Franz, like just <laughs> bust them out. But I, I'm really focusing on uh, how much energy I'm putting towards uh, a workout. Right. Yeah. So, and when I started doing this thing is called, I call it empty the bucket, but that was someone else's thing. But uh, just yeah. kind of like, if I have a little energy left after the workout, then I'm going to do something to kind of drain it. Right. Yeah. Like do like a hit workout, do like a bunch of burpees, whatever it is. Right. And then I also started doing this thing where, um, where I'm going to, I haven't started doing this thing, but I will. Cause I just thought of it like, I think yesterday where I want to do the the most uncomfortable thing or thing I'm, I'm not fond of first. Yeah. So for example, I'm not a big fan of cardio. So, but for me to do cardio or um, I guess for me to deserve to lift weights because I, I enjoy lifting weights is that I'm going to do cardio first, right? So, because I, like I said, I want to do something that I'm not comfortable with or that, but I know that will still help me with the gains or, or goals that I want. And then, do the things that I enjoy as after it. Right. But work for that enjoyment. Right. Stop doing the things you enjoy and then kind of like cutting off all the other stuff that you need to do or, or should be doing as well. Yeah. No, that's cardio. That that's something I always do anyway. Like before it's kind of like my warm up, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I start weights, uh, I'll hit the elliptical or the bike or treadmill or whatever. Right. And yeah. it's, it's, it's the warm up. and you don't do, you maybe do 10 minutes, mm-hmm. 10 minutes, on the elliptical and that literally is to get that blood flowing get the sweat going then after that then you can just uh hit whatever weight that's that's how i do it because then i can you know like i I told you before i'll do the thing where i focus on a certain muscle group which i i need to get back into that because usually yeah because i to me i saw better results when i did that uh versus Mm. doing the full body workout i do the full body workout it's good for you but it is yeah when i but when i i saw more muscle definition when i hit uh when i did single focus yeah hey hey hey, the you know or the muscles needed for whatever exercise i'm trying to do you know yeah yeah no no, i agree with that as well i mean of course it depends on the the person and stuff right so like but for like my typical warm-up i typically do like calisthenics beforehand so like knock out some pull up some push-ups some dips and stuff oh, okay just to kind of get that flowing and the then more endurance yeah 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 and then i'll and like what i actually started doing was uh, i'll do like a 100 crunches do 80 push-ups try to do 60 pull-ups but it's more yeah. like 40 um and then do like 40 40 dips and stuff and then go into my workout because i can knock that out fairly quickly i would say within within 10 minutes or so yeah. i could probably knock it out um oh, okay yeah, I, I probably would have took the whole 30 minutes yeah, to the hour because that, that would have turned into a hit workout. What you just described yeah. was a hit, hit a hit workout. <laughs> and then I would have been done for the day. I'm like, all right, yeah. we're good. All right. I got my 60 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, I mean, like crunches, those aren't like much of anything. Now, the pull ups are probably the ones that really, really challenge me, like, yeah. or at least with, especially with time, because like I can knock out at least 10 in one go. But after that 10, then it's down to like six. And then after that six, it's down to like uh, three. And then yeah. after that three, it just like stays at around three for like the rest of them. So yeah, I'm hurting after <laughs> after those other ones. Yeah, yeah, man. All right. So man, all right. Our uh, topic for this week, right? Uh, it's going to be on budgeting, right? It's yeah. going to learn to budget. Yeah. All right. So this, we're, we're starting this topic because we're going to do a series where it's going to be on credit. 
And uh, we had this request from a listener to kind of talk about credit because there will be a lot of, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping a lot of people that, that are new, new to finance and want yeah. to hear about how can they build their credit or how can they maintain their credit or, you know, things yeah. like that. Or if they mess up, can, how can they how can they build? I mean, rebuild that credit. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, the first thing in, in my mind, how a person should approach credit is like first you got to learn about your money right understand mm. what you have and that's where the the learn to budget kind of came to mind and yeah. uh, I, I i thought that would be a great start uh before we start our, our our different series on uh credit yeah i yeah, know i definitely agree and I, even if you're not uh new to finances and stuff i think it's still good to kind of readjust like you said a lot of people will set those long-term goals or the, those further goals and yeah. they never really look back Right. So some people may start to budget and then for some reason, you know, they got comfortable and maybe they're, you know, they're, they're just so good at it that they don't uh, or they have everything kind of put in place to where they don't have to look at their budget. But I still, still think it's something that you need to kind of look at every so often and and readjust as life goes on. Right. So for me, yeah. I readjust my entire budget by the end of the year. Right. Because uh, I can look at like the past years, like what those trends were. And, you know, of course, you know, general life, like in uh, inflation kind of goes on, right? St- things start costing more. So I try to adjust or, or uh, project those adjustments as well for this upcoming year. Yeah. So I also wanted to start with like, you know, the definition of budget, right? Like yeah. me and you, you know, we kind of have a, a good idea with what budget actually means. But right. then uh, I, I've been around certain people. They don't, they don't understand what the, you know, word budget mean. And they, uh, seem to think that it it's always like putting yourself on a restriction, you know. And, oh yeah, no, and no. I've heard it from multiple people. It's not like I've heard it from one person. I've heard it from multiple people, and they they feel like uh, you 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 got to put your uh, money on house arrest where you can't <laughs> it can't go anywhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the to me the the oh I won't say to me. I'm actually uh, uh, look this up here. This is the actual uh, Oxford definition for budget. They have an estimate of income and expenditures for a set period of time, which, okay. I kind of figured that's what it was, right? And then yeah. also they, they say it's a quantity of material, typically that which is written or printed, all right? And then uh, also they uh, they have in there as a verb, allow to provide a particular amount of money in a budget, all mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so uh, I guess from like budgeting uh, and uh, we're using yeah. the word in that sense, right? And then also... We also know budget to also be known as cheap or inexpensive. And that's <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, that's the you know the other meaning. But in this sense, what we're talking about, we're talking about as a overview of your income, right, or and your expenditures. Uh, just kind of like uh, keep a mental picture because what I do, I, I I actually at the end of the month I like to budget, but my my budget sheet is more like a financial statement because I put mm. I put a little bit of everything on this thing and then it, yeah. I also have a column or or section uh which tries to come up with my net uh what is that my net income I think it's what not my net income what do you call it uh see now I'm gonna have to pull it up just so I can <laughs> and, sure. and I keep and I keep it handy anyway right this is yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> but all in all pulling up my financial statement yeah, so I'm I'm I get serious about it. I do it manually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know that might be 
something that most people won't, won't like to do. Yeah, so yeah, I'm seriously not manual. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, because you have you have different ways of doing it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, networked, golly, I don't know why yeah. I couldn't I couldn't remember that. Uh, networked, right? So I'll yeah. I'll section my stuff off with net worth, with income, and net worth without without my income uh, for the month coming in. And if, yeah. you know, I'll have the network, you know, just my assets, right? My assets and liabilities. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, and it probably is not totally accurate, uh, mm. but it still gives me still an overview, right? Mm. Like I, I can go through as much as I can through the things, but say if you use your credit card, that subtracts from your, your assets, you mm. know, but, and then also if you, you hold a balance on anything, uh, mm. uh, what is that? A loan or if you uh, hold a balance on a credit card, you hold a balance on your mortgage, all yeah. these things go against your uh, assets, even though we say, hey, our house is an asset. Uh, it's an asset and a, li- a liability, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it's not true. It's not a true asset until you sell it or till, uh, unless you're or making monthly income off it from rental, you know? Yeah. So it, that's why I say my my overall sheet, uh, it, it's more of an estimate to keep giving mm. me a mental picture. Also, uh, when it, it comes to like shopping for things because of how I, I budget, I, I like to categorize things. So I'm going to categorize it in my mind. When right. I purchase something, I am like, okay, where is the money coming from? Or in my mind, is it a viable purchase to get, right? Mm. So say if I want to buy a TV, I know this is purely luxury, right? So, uh, or, you know, something just for me, right? So if I buy the TV, then I know I should pull the money knowing that is for that. So that, and that's how I see, you know, when I buy things uh, or using a budget to help me buy things. I don't know. What do you think about that? Mm, I don't know. That's a, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Huh? I've got a lot of yeah. Numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, it, it's uh, like I said, and budgeting is it, a, it's a personal preference how you do it. Right. Uh, yeah. If you do it digitally, right. You use a uh, met.com, right. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, honestly, you can use your credit card, right? So say if you're a person, I, I know you're you're kind of like me. Uh, I won't use my debit card for, mm. uh, if I use my debit card, it's a certain debit card I use and it's only for spending cash. But yeah. I would, but my debit card that has my main check go in there meant mm. for bills mm. and I use a credit card to represent that purchase, right? Instead of a debit card. So if mm. I charge something, I know that it's going to come out of that account eventually. You know, yeah. yeah. So that's the reason why I say I categorize <laughs> it got everything. And on your credit card, you can actually categorize it categorizes for you. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 You go to like a movie theater, it says movie and TV yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. So like you can go back and look and it'll tell you, hey, you spent money here, here and here. And you go like, what? I spent what X amount of dollars on eating out. You like, yeah. you know, and now, you know, right, because you actually paid attention. But if you yeah. don't, if you don't pay attention, you don't try to budget these things like or look at it, an overview of it, you know, you then you realize that you or you won't realize, excuse me, that you spent your money on something that you really didn't need. And yeah, yeah and I know some people think that, you know, because you spent the money, you needed to spend the money. So that's why, it, you know, they they probably bother not to budget that. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I can kind of feel that. But, you know, I kind of go into the like categories and stuff. I definitely the way I do it, of course, like I said, I use mint. I don't do the manual thing, but, yeah. and, and I do categorize it. Right. So like, you know, I have the one for mortgage or, or rent, I have uh, gas, I got groceries, I got insurance, like you name it, like anything, like when I had a gym membership, I had a gym membership on there. 
or that I was budgeting. And then of course there's stuff that doesn't fit all those categories and then kind of goes into the others. Right. Yeah. But you know, I, I still do keep the category or the, the categories and specific spending for the categories. And I try to readjust when I can, like I said, during the year, I, or the beginning of the year, I try to readjust like what those uh, actual caps are for the month. And then every week, at least check it every week, right? I don't check it maybe every day, but I check it every week to just make sure I'm on track and stuff. And then luckily Mint, they kind of automate a lot of the things. And then every month on Mint, it gives you like a little story, kind of like how, I don't know, like Snapchat or Instagram, they have like their stories and stuff, but it kind of goes over like your net worth. It goes over um, where your, a lot of your spending came out of what cards or, or accounts your spending were on. And then, you know, it also like congratulates, like if you spent like a number of days, not spending any money, like if you, if you didn't take any money of your checking account, if you didn't use your credit cards or whatever it was, then it'll count those days. And then, um, and then, yeah, you no, know, it, it kind of just summarizes the, the month for you. And I, I like it that way. I like the, the automated portion of it. And uh, I kind of started doing it just to kind of, like you said, just to track money, right? Because I just wanted to be cognizant of where my money was going. And I didn't really know how to. And of course, I saw like a, a few other things online where you can kind of like, you, like you're doing, like you have your own like balance sheet or financial statement. Uh, but I was too lazy to do that. And uh, so I just put everything to mint. You know, I just sync a lot of my accounts to Mint and, you know, it can track your assets. It can track all your accounts and it is not intrusive to your accounts. It just does like a little peek into your account to where it'll just get the balances. And, you know, it was just like a good habit that I started like years ago. Um, and then it definitely came in handy when when I didn't have money, when I was trying to budget, uh, you know, like the rent and the utilities and stuff. And then that's when I really realized or it kind of uh, visualized it for me to where I was in a bad situation. Or I noticed that my expenses were, were an incredible amount or taking an incredible amount out of my income. So, and then that's what kind of made me try to make different choices on certain things, like uh, the certain things that I buy or the amount that I spend on, on luxuries and stuff. That, that's what kind of adjusted my mindset. Uh, uh, I, when I first really got into understanding budgets, it was because of the military. They actually, the first thing they did was send us to a, Fi, uh, finance class. Uh, mm. And all the reason, yeah, the reason why they did it is because we, we call it certain times training, right? Uh, we, we do this training to kind of keep the, you know, your platoon or whoever your, your uh, section, you try to keep it up to par on knowledge, right? It, regardless if it's mil- dealing with militaries, dealing with what education, or like I said, finance, personal, personal stuff, uh, things that help you, you grow in some kind of way, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's kind of like what our certain time training would be for. And this particular time, they actually had the finance people come out and uh, give us a class on budgeting and using different tools. And uh, one of the tools they talked about was Mint.com. And that's yeah. how I kind of got into it. I, I liked it for the most part, but then certain things I didn't like about it. So that's why I ended up stopped using it uh, yeah. because it, it can become in, inaccurate uh, if you yeah. if it doesn't log into the account right, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So it was certain things I didn't like about it. Uh, and then the only reason why I went, you know, like I said, ma- more manual is because uh, it may, it's kind of like that more of a pain, the pain mm. I wanted to go through so I can mm. force myself to like, hey, look, look what you're doing. Look, <laughs> yeah, but that's it, where, I, how I got into it, like I said before, it, it was the, the military. I thought I was always good with money, but then when you start to realize certain things are not changing in your life 
and you yeah. didn't, you know, and you don't know why learning something new like that, right? Learning, learning more about your finances, kind of like it starts to open your eyes, yeah. uh, but, but then you got to be careful, right? Because like when you start learning something new, sometimes you're injecting someone else's thoughts, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your life is different than their life and, yeah. they're, they're, and someone can tell you how you're supposed to do something, but then that may not work as well. Like some yeah. things, the basics, right? They, they work. Like where they, they tell you, hey, you should spend spend less than you earn. I mean, obviously that's that's normal. <laughs> if, you, if you would if you spent like <laughs> like I said, if you you only made a hundred hundred dollars, but you spent a hundred and five, you know, like you know, it don't make sense at some point. It's gonna keep adding up. You're gonna be in the hole by five dollars every month. And yeah. it's gonna keep building up, keep building up until one yeah. day you gotta pay the piper, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. So, so like you know that's that's the common sense stuff but then when you, if you don't put it in someone's face that this is happening and usually budgets do that right they put it in your face like hey have you realized that you're going in a hole every month doing the same thing when you can yeah. turn around and use that money in a more efficient way yeah but, uh, and some people they don't want to look at that right they, they really don't want to pay the piper or or even uh acknowledge that they have to pay the piper right they just then sometimes they like the ignorance that they're not tracking their money. But, yeah. and, and it's kind of, like you said, it's a case by case basis or, or per the person. Right. And like you said, mint is, can be useful, can also be uh, a little confusing to most. There's also another one called uh, personal capital. Um, yeah. That one is yeah. also another good one that people use, but, uh, and of course, you know, manual is always a, a great way to do it. Of course, when you're, when you really want to like get down into the weeds of what you got, especially if you want to self-categorize everything uh, for your likings. But yeah, I mean, to each their own, uh, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So uh, I, I was looking up here, uh, a Vestopedia, right? They they have like the eight best budgeting software for 2022. Mm. Uh, yeah. So they, they got one, they say best of best overall, uh, you need a budget. Mm. So some of these I've never heard of. I, I will definitely take a look at after this. Uh, they have uh, Best for Couples, Honeydew, which that, man, that sounds pretty cool, right? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, best for college students, Pocket Guard. Best for families, Every Dollar. Best for investors, Personal Capital. Mm. Best for saving, Albert. Best for beginners, Mint. Obviously, at that time, I was a beginner, so I, I yeah. definitely knew. And then they had like Best Free Option, was Good Budget. Yeah, so a lot of these I haven't heard before. I'm actually going to start to take a look into them uh, after this. But uh, I might use one or two. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I still kind of like the the manual because, one, it, it gave me another skill, which was learning how to use Excel. So oh, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah that's so, a rough <laughs> skill to get, man. Yeah, rough. yeah. So, so I was like, uh, it was like I, I, I could try this. Let me, let me do it. So actually, yeah, I was learning a few things, like even like doing uh, drop downs and uh, you know, doing creating your own my, formulas. Yeah, and, create my own yeah. formula. Yeah, so stuff like that, uh, which actually, uh, like I said, you never know. You might need that skill on the job, right? Yeah. You know, you, or your business. So, uh, yeah. so yes, uh, some th those are something I'm, I'm probably those softwares I'm probably going to take a look at. Uh, yeah, I will say I've used uh, Excel like uh, not for my own personal like finance or budgeting, but when I'm budgeting for um, trips and stuff like when it's like a group trip. Or yeah. something, and like other people are paying towards it. Uh, I found like a, good, a few good like formulas to kind of uh, figure out how to divvy it out between the people and how everyone's gonna like pay back whomever's like doing like uh, say if one person's doing the uh, like of course only one person can pay towards the, like the actual 
group flight or whatever it is, but how that person's going to get paid back and stuff and like how much everyone owes and like uh, for like hotels and stuff. But yeah, no, I did. I did like Excel a lot for that. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to like keeping up with your own money, right. Uh, mm. I, I know you, you mentioned that you do the uh, 50, 30, 20 rule. Like mm. how does, how does that work? Right. So I, I actually don't do the 50, 32, 50, 30, 20 rule. But okay. uh, that was one that I actually gave to my parents. And I think I, I may have done it like a while back when I first yeah. started. But I, I found out like really quickly that it wasn't really for me. But it's, it's a good starting point. Kind of like how we said, like, like for those different softwares, like Mint is good for beginners. Yeah. Right. It, it's a good starting point. Right. But it's not uh, a place to kind of stay at. So the 50, 30, 20 rule for budgeting specifically is 50 percent should be spent on your needs. Right. So things that you actually do need, you need to pay your rent or mortgage, right? You need to pay your utilities. You need to pay for groceries, for gas, for car insurance. Those are your needs, right? And then 30% should be spent on your wants, right? So uh, going out to restaurants, in my opinion, is a want, right? Where groceries is actually a need. While they're both food, they're both food. One is definitely a want and one is a, a need, like I said, in my opinion, um, so like restaurants, leisurely travel, going out, just regular entertainment, movies, stuff like that. That's your wants. And then 20% should be spent, not spent, but saved, right? That should be either put into a savings account or, or saved to pay off debts at some point. And then and the reason why I kind of don't like that is because I think the ratio is a little skewed. I don't think people should be spending half of their income on their needs, Personally, I, I think they're, and, and I see why that is. And, and the reason why it is, is because typically people's housing, and then this is just like the statistic, is that typically people's housing is about 30 to 33% of their income. So about a third of their income is spent on where they live, right? So of course, that will give you that buffer to get up to 50% of your income for where you live and the other stuff like utilities and car, gas, and groceries right so but so i definitely understand that and i just didn't want to stick with that uh but it is a good starting point like and i will say a lot of people they probably don't only spend 50 percent on on what they need they, they probably spend uh closer to like 70 percent on yeah. on everything and i think a lot of it is because they kind of miss out on the the saving part of it so they'll spend almost everything kind of on their needs and wants and may, maybe not forget or maybe just kind of blank out on on saving money in general yeah. right because uh, uh one of my sayings is that you know people don't have uh, savings accounts they got spending accounts right yeah. so um but yeah so by that rule you know just kind of adjust your your spending right is that if you're spending more on your quote-unquote needs then you may need to readjust something right and that might be like what type of groceries are you getting what type of like you know gas are you getting like the the 87 are you getting like the, the 93 right for it for restaurants and stuff maybe not go out as much i don't know it really depends on like how you really want to gear it so like what i did is that i wanted to knock out my my housing right so i made sure that whatever it was i definitely didn't want to spend like 30 to 33 percent i wanted to spend more than like or 20 percent right of my income on housing so that was like one way i reduced that um groceries and stuff i mean it's just me and my girl so i don't spend a, a ton amount and i don't get like a lot of like the pre-cooked foods 
and yeah. stuff like the the stuff you'll find in the frozen aisle. I just try to get like the single ingredient foods and of course make my own stuff stuff like gas i have a hybrid for a reason because i was spending too much on gas on my old mustang but well, yeah i know and then kind of go on through that and then your wants probably also weigh a lot like i said the restaurants the entertainment and stuff the stuff that you actually don't need to live life to to thrive in life right the stuff that you know maybe just kind of you you enjoy doing right and, and granted probably during covid you weren't able to do all those things but uh, except you know streaming services so that probably cut down on a lot of people's expenses yeah. and then, you know but but saving saving for me was a bigger one i wanted to spend or not spend i wanted to put a lot more money towards saving whether that was a 401k whether that was towards a savings account whether that was towards an ira right just because i became like a hoarder of money i guess yeah. right and i'm not not like physical money i wasn't putting stuff in my mattress or anything Right. But uh, I would just wanted to kind of keep money. But that was more of like a, a sense of lack. Right. Uh, because, you know, growing up without money, you kind of want to keep as much as you have. Scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. The, the scarcity mindset and, uh, you know, having or without having stuff. But, you know, I, I tried to or I slowly got away from that mindset and, you know, decided to use it to purchase assets. Right. Yeah. So I typically I, I don't have a spending account and I don't, I don't really have a savings account. I have a, like an investing account, right, where I put money towards uh, investments, whether that's, you know, like I said, like through an IRA, through my 401k, or through properties, whatever that is. But yeah, what about you, man? Like, what was your because I know you were talking about it earlier, like your 10 percent of your oh, income yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I, I like that 10 percent rule because I feel like that's the one that anyone could use, right? The first one I tried was the 60-40, right? Mm. Where you kind of like the sense where you're saying 50% is going to your lifestyle. Yeah, so 60% will go to your lifestyle and then 40% will go towards all your different saving, you know, vehicles that you have, right? And that was, you know, like I said, 401k, it could be personal savings account, family savings account, the personal spending, whatever, right? That's where the rest of the 40% went. Uh, but that was, you know, like I said, I, I think that is when I know you're making a decent income, right? And I think at, at that time, I didn't have a lot of expenses when I, I did that rule. And uh, I in my income was actually wasn't bad. It wasn't awesome either. But because I didn't have a lot of uh, my, my expenses were actually pretty low, that it worked out. But I think the, the one that I like, and it, this is also in the uh, richest man in Babylon, and it's that it basically they called it one tenth, one you know what I'm saying, but it basically meant ten percent, right? So yeah. the ten percent rule is you know of ten percent of anything that you earn, you should keep for yourself, right? Mm. And and if you you keep it not for spending, but to get yourself out of debt or to invest in something else, uh, it, it's one of those ways that help you climb out of the hole when you have you feel like you have nothing, mm. right? And, and that's why I like that rule, because uh, because it, it works for anybody. If mm. you can't pull 10 percent from your money, then then you sh- something has to go. So you have to cut something, you know, yeah. something. Yeah. And if you just automatically pull that 10 percent like it's a bill and then look what's left over and see what is unnecessary and you'll see what you need to cut. Mm. And, and that's why I like that one, uh, as, especially starting out, you know, because it you. It's like you can't you can't run from that, right? It, that kind of tells the truth. If you can't pull ten percent of your money to help you, then something's wrong, right? Mm. 
Yeah, because then everybody will say the same thing. Oh, I, I, there, I have no room, right? But yeah. then there's something somewhere. So what? Uh, it's kind of like how I uh, would tell people to do. So if once you do that ten percent and you see that you still owe a bill, then you have to raise your income. You have mm. to figure out how to pull in more money, and mm. that and that way how it keeps you moving forward. Mm. Yeah, and I think it depends, right? Because uh, even people that raise their income, there's a thing called. Uh, lifestyle inflation yeah right where you know they could be making as much money right but it doesn't matter because they'll they'll never budget out or they'll never yeah. save the money because they'll just they know that they have more money so they'll just spend more money yeah. right and it just becomes this like vicious cycle of like yeah i can go get more money but i'll just keep spending it right yeah. and that's what's called uh lifestyle inflation yeah. inflation lifestyle creep yeah yeah yeah, yeah but that's but Again, if you use that 10 percent rule, that's one of those things. Right. When you go back and look at the end and you're like, oh, I didn't realize I had uh, two hundred dollars in subscriptions, you know, saying yeah. three hundred dollars yeah. subscriptions. You're like, well, I don't need that many. Yep. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have time to look at all this stuff or whatever. All this content I have, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that that's a way you can cut back, you know, like, OK, well, let me chop chop these down because you could do one of those things where if it's subscriptions. Right. And you don't. You know, they don't link to anything like your lights or anything yeah. that's important. Right. You yeah. just cut them, cut them and see, yeah. cut them and see which one works for you. Right. Like or or that or I guess what causes some kind of issue. Right. <laughs> which I doubt any subscription will cause you any issue unless, it, you know, maybe it's the exterminator. No. Right. You got, your, yeah. <laughs> you know, like because, uh, you know, you pay that every month and yeah. that might, you know, eventually become an issue, but not always. Uh, especially you know. if you're a clean person, you know, yeah. uh, but, but it, even like, uh, like the gym, right. A lot of people, they pay yeah. for a gym membership. They don't ever go to the gym. But the, um, again, that's, that's something you can cut, right. You cut it and then you come back to it later. Right. Yeah. You go like, Hey, all right, well, I, I have been going to the gym. I miss it. Right. But if you don't go to the gym and you cut it, you can tell you didn't go to the gym. Even yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, see, and I, and me, I kind of, I be, I'm in that, you know, dilemma sometimes I'm like, all right, I enjoy the gym, but I don't particularly like this gym, but it's yeah. cheap. So, but I still go to the gym, but I just, yeah. I'm not enthused about going to the gym. So then I only go maybe two or three times out of the week when yeah. any other time I would love to go every, almost every day. Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah. so yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I think they have apps for that too, for your subscriptions, right? You can find out, yeah. yeah. So you can figure out what's it, what's important to you. Yeah. Uh, but like, hey, you still have this subscription. Do you actually actively use this? Because like, they'll actually tell you like, hey, you have like, they'll have like a specific category for your subscriptions, and they'll kind of just like break it down for you, like what your monthly subscriptions typically look like. Yeah. And uh, some of them, I think you can even like cancel through them. Like, you don't even have to go through the that specific subscription service. Like, you'll send through. I think some of them are like through your banks or through your credit card companies or whatever. They'll yeah. uh, they'll monitor it. But I think that's a cool little feature that they have. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's the only reason why I was like, you know, saying that 10 percent rule is, is pretty good for all is because mm. that's where it, it kind of will show you where the holes are. Right. Yeah. Um, so and, and for me, I I I would I do the 20 percent. Right. I try to do 20 percent mm. and save that pretty much of anything that I pull in. Uh, mm. So if it's a bonus or whatever. Right. Whatever comes in, then 20 mm. percent of that money goes to a separate account. That's going to be for later on used for investment. Yeah. So, and that's how I was doing it right? because I, I, 
pull in other like other income just to do uh like i said it's all for investments but it all gets sticks to the side yeah yeah, yeah but, i know for for me personally i'll be fairly transparent i think out of my income i'll spend like for my wants and needs like yeah. on average maybe like a third or a fourth yeah. Right. Like, like I, I don't, I try not to spend a lot of money intentionally. Yeah. Like I, I make sure like, and granted that that may sound restricting, but that's just part of my goal set. Right. Like my goal is to have a certain amount of properties or is to, to put my money towards something that'll also build me more wealth. And granted, like I always say, it's never just for me. Right. It's always going to be for, for my legacy and for my future. So I always have that, that mindset that, Hey, the, just because I'm getting this money, I'm, I may not always have this money, but I know if I buy assets, I will have those assets for however long and I'll be able to uh, pass those on to the future. So that's just the way I, I see my income or the, the cash flow that I receive. Well, I mean, and, and again, you use that word re restriction. It's not a restriction. If, right. For your lifestyle, that is not a restriction. So you're you're actually putting a goal in front of you saying, mm. hey, this is what I want to do. It requires sacrifice. Yes, mm. but not a restriction. Uh, your your money is not a prisoner to whoever. Right. Mm. Yet you're, you are putting your money to work for you, but it requires you to control it. So mm. that is that is the control. Only yeah, control. there you go. Yeah, uh, that's, so, a, that's a good word to, to change mindsets, too, is that you're not restricting yourself. You're controlling yourself. You're controlling your money yeah. um, to do things for you, right? Yeah, whatever, exactly. whatever your goal set is. Yeah. Cause you, you don't want to be in a situation where you're uh, you're retiring and all you have is your, you know, savings that you did. Right. You, yeah. and your savings is, you know, it's good for you, right? It's a good safety net. It's a good way to live. But then if you put your money to work for you to do something, when you're not working because you're retired, your savings will stay as a save as a safety net, and you're still pulling in income just as if you were still working every day. Mm. But because you're controlling your money, telling your money, I want you to do this for me, now mm. you're gonna be in a better position later on in life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, so I guess we, we were already talking about like a, a personal tips and tricks, you know, the things that keep us uh, you yeah. know in order. You know, I guess we continue on that, but. Uh, like I said, I like to, you know, I pull 20% of everything, but that's not all the money I save. I save more money. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's just, I do that to prove, especially to myself, that I can use this money uh, to do what I wanted to do. So it's going to be set to the side. Uh, I think I even told you before, I deleted, I delete the app. Only time I put the app on is if I need to grab a statement or if I need to uh, get the, the, what is it, the tax form. Mm. And then, I, then I delete the app again after I'm done. And mm. then so it's just so I don't see it, see the money and the money. Mm. And I'm not okay. going to. Yeah, because I'm not going to touch the money until either the end of the year or this year. I think I'm, I'm making it. Uh, my birthday is the end date. Right. Mm. So yeah. my birth, birthday next year is when I'll take a look at the money or sorry, I, I have to look at it regardless when I get my statement. But like uh, what I won't um, touch the money until mm. my birthday uh, you know, next year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, so, and I kind of do something silly. So I have a, a few different like banks, right. Uh, or, yeah. or credit unions that I use. Um, it is just, it just became that way. But what I kind of did was that one of them, 
I hardly ever look at just because that's not where like a lot of my money goes or or where I thought not where I thought not a lot of my money went um yeah. for some reason it does now but uh because I used one bank because it was just so much easier just to use one and that one just pays off like all my credit cards because like you said uh, I just use credit cards and I just pay up pay them off every month so I I would only pay attention to that one and then uh, even though I have mint and stuff I was noticing it go up and I was like I was like where the heck is this money uh, and then I would <laughs> open the app to the other bank and I was like oh shoot I've but like like I said, it was just like so like out of there that I just never touched it. And yeah. it's such a pain to like move stuff out of your savings nowadays unless you like go to the place and you try to pull it out as like a, a check or a money order or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like, yeah, that just became my thing to where I just wouldn't pay attention to it. And you know, it just kept growing and growing. So I've had that and then um stuff like my 401k, I, I look at it, but not often. And and that's kind of what it's for, right? You kind of just yeah. put money towards it and then you kind of just let it be right but uh you know I, I try to readjust the budget on there or not not the budget but uh readjust the allocation of assets on there yeah so like every quarter uh i can do like a rebalance and stuff to stuff uh or to the to assets i have in there but yeah I, I try for like a lot of the stuff that i'm like saving or or money that i'm saving like or not actively spending i should say i try to like kind of keep it out of my mind or keep it out of sight out of mind yeah. Right. Cause that, that kind of just helps me, um, uh, make sure that even if I, if I, even if I need the money, like, unless I really need the money, like emergency, emergency, if I need the money for something that I, that I want, right. Then I don't even think that that money is an option. Right. Yeah. Because it, in, in my opinion, it, it really isn't because that's not what that money was there for. Like I said, it, it's made or it's there for a certain goal. And if that need or want doesn't meet that certain goal, then it's not, then like I said, it's not an option to spend that money. But see, that's the thing. You built yourself up for that now, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Everyone has to do that, you know, build themselves up to understand what is the need and want. Because you, you're you like the worst convincer of yourself, right? Mm. If, you, if you have this object in front of you, and you go like, well, I deserve it. I work hard and I do this. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're convincing yourself that you need to spend the money when you don't need to spend the money, right? Now, it's yeah. different if you go like, all right, let me just relieve a little pressure. Let me buy this, but the money's coming from here. Uh, or uh, I think I was listening to one where they do, uh, if, you gonna, if you're going to buy something, you got to save twice as much money to go get it. And you mm, take the yeah. other half, yeah, go take the yeah. other half of the money and invest it, right? Like so, it's it. You got everyone has these different methods, right? How they how they try to approach not feeling like you're restricting yourself because you do. You need to relieve some pressure. Now, uh, some people they they've they kind of been raised that way, right? To mm. never spend. Yeah. And but then at some point in their life, they have to learn how to become a, become a spender, right? Especially if yeah. their income they're not pulling in income anymore, and they are one of those people that live off all their savings that they, uh, you know, put away for all those years. So then they got to learn how to be spenders because now that money has to take care of the uh, the mortgage. If you still have a mortgage, if you don't have mm. a mortgage, you know, which is which some people do that. Right. They get rid of all debt before they retire so they yeah. can literally live the, the, the cheapest that they can and, yeah. and and, you know, and live off that money. They squirreled away. Uh, but, you know, like again, like how I approach some of these things, like it, it's basically like how you're saying with it, that that mental uh that mental strength like is this a need or is this a want all right what you know uh if it doesn't fit in my category it has to it has to get pushed to the side and then i'll budget for whatever it is 
Now, yeah. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like no one's perfect. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I will slip because I am human, right? But then mm. I know to recover. I know there should be a pot that I, I have. So I have different accounts. The money should come from some kind of pot. It should be coming from somewhere. Or uh, you know how like some people are, don't don't spend your, your well, don't count your chickens before your eggs hatch, right? That, that, yeah. That's saying, right? Yeah. And, and I, you know, I have, and I have put myself in that situation, which they've still all worked out. Like if I know I have money coming in because I know I'm going to work something or do something on this certain day and go yeah. like, okay, well, I'm going to use that to pay off whatever, right? Mm. And and that's exactly what I do. And that, what they call that earmarking, earmarking your money for yeah. a certain situation, right? Which is another way, another tip, right? To to handling with the budget, right? To make sure you knock out uh, certain things, make sure you pay off or uh, make sure your money's just not escaping you. Yeah. Uh, again, like, and, and when the budget, you got a budget for kids, right? So when you get to a certain point, yeah, you're going to have to do that, right? You got to budget, budget for your kid, uh, just like today, you know, took them took them out for, for a day on the town. And, uh, you know, my end result is them going to sleep. So, like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, well, and, like, uh, the way I heard it, like, when I was uh, first getting into real estate and stuff, is that this person did is that they had certain things that each property kind of paid off. Right. So like for his kids, he has like, uh, I think for his daughter, he has like tennis lessons, right? He has a specific property that basically pays off her tennis lessons. Right. Okay. And then yeah. for, for like, uh, I think he puts them through like private school, right? He has a certain amount of properties that will pay off their private school. Right. So he just made sure that every property had a purpose. Right. And, and granted, I'm, I'm, and they use properties. You don't have to use properties. Right. And that has nothing, this has nothing to do with budgeting in general, yeah. but, but that was just like the, the mindset that they had. So I hopefully that. I want to be in that, that position to like, you know, for leisure and stuff, have something, uh, a property or something pay for it. Well, I mean, that, that is budgeting, right? The budget mm. is, is, is basically, like I said, it's a picture of everything you have coming in, right. And going out. Mm. But if you create a bigger budget by adding in more income somewhere or creating different pots, or the money, you've mm. created a system. All right. Yeah. So this is your budgeting system, how to handle this for the, uh, you know, for the future or for the, the time being, because yeah, like uh, we have a family uh, savings account also, right. Mm. It's separate from the other savings accounts. And what yeah. I would do is like, okay, we want to go to the movies or we want to go on a family trip. That's where the money comes from. So I try to put money into that account. So mm. it's already earmarked for, family, family things that's going on, right. That, that, mm. le that leisure time or, mm. that we, that we have. So it, it and again, that's why you, you, again, what we said before, right. Uh, having control over your money, your money is a tool using it to, to do the things you want it to do. Mm. Not, not you be a, you know, slave to your money where you yeah. go to work every day, just so your money can get away from you. Yeah. No, and like you said, it is a tool. Right, just like a, a hammer is a tool, right? You use a hammer to to knock out a nail or or to smash in a nail, right? You use your money in a very similar fashion. You use your money to purchase what your necessities are, right? To to invest your money on assets, whatever that is. Um, and I think a lot of people, and maybe it's not specific to budgeting or anything, but just how they see money is that they put it on a pedestal, right? So they'll they'll work however it is however long it is just to get money and then they'll spend it just as quickly as they got it. Right. Or yeah. even quicker. Right. Because you could spend money every day 
And if you work like a nine to five or if you're like a regular W-2 employee, you're not getting money every day, right? Like it's not going into your bank account every day. So having a budget really helps you kind of understand that uh, those timelines, right? So like, of course, you know, rent and, and mortgages are typically due the first of the month. You always don't get paid on the first of the month, right? You typically get paid like either bi-weekly, first and 15th, whatever that looks like for you, right? So you have to understand how to make sure that you have enough cash or, or have enough money to knock out those bills, right? Sometimes uh, utilities are due in the middle of the month, right? How are you going to make sure that you have enough money to, to knock out those utilities, right? And then hopefully you don't spend it between those times, right? To where you have money in the account to do that. And that's just what budgeting does, right? It just kind of helps you track everything that you have was coming in and going out and making sure you're very cognizant of what your money is doing or what you're doing with your money, I should say. Yeah. And uh, you know, one of the, uh, the things that I used to do in the past, right. I used to, in a sense, give, you know, myself this picture, but it was such a shallow picture of my money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally went down, like I wrote what my income was and then I wrote what my bills were. And I hmm. stopped there, right? And then, but then if you stop there, you kind of, you know, it kind of gets in the weeds of like, what are you doing every day? All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. what about that trip that you took to the grocery store, right? Yeah. That extra trip, right? That, uh, what about that extra tank of gas or whatever, yeah. right? Like, if you don't kind of like look and see what, 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 what you're doing with the money throughout the week or throughout the month, right? I mean, I'm not saying take a look at, every day but like knowing that it has a place so you in mm-hmm. that budget so you can know hey all right well so it's not true right that yeah. i spent i spent two hundred dollars on gas right so it was yeah. actually true that i spent 350 dollars on gas right yeah. You, yeah you know what i'm saying like and in those things you you know go like okay then that's that's where my money went right and it, mm. it kind of does that for you instead of going like i don't have money to do this i need more i need more money you know, I need to get paid more money. But then in reality, mm. if you can't control what you already have, then more money is not going to help the problem. And I think you mm. said it before, right? It, money don't fix money problems, right? No, yeah, no, <laughs> that is that is definitely a saying that I, I live by. And you know, another tip that I, I typically use is what I did with my accounts and stuff in, in my two different like uh, bank or credit union accounts is that I named them, right? Yeah. So kind of like how going back to where I said like each property has a purpose, every one of my accounts has a purpose and I make sure to name them accordingly. So when I had a car loan, I named it exactly that, right? So I'd put money into this specific account that was for the car loan. And then every month it would just take out of that one account, right? I have an account for if I need to do any repairs for my car, I make sure to budget that. If I had to do any repairs for the house, I make sure to budget for that. Right. If I want to take a vacation, that's a specific account. Right. So I don't just have one savings account that just kind of uh, envelops everything. I have multiple accounts that have specific purposes and that that isn't necessarily in my budget. But I I make sure to kind of account for those different situations that I could need money. Right. Because to me, like an emergency is an emergency. Yes. But not each one is treated the same. Right. So like like having to fix a car, having to, to fix a house are definitely different in costs, right? Like if I have to fix a car, like, or even like doing like an oil change, right? Doing an oil change is a lot different than having to do like Freon in your AC units, right? So 
that's why I wanted to be very intentional on what I was naming my accounts and what I was putting money toward. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good point because I don't necessarily deal with that, and that's the reason uh, why I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, for me, I use sweat equity in, in place of uh, certain emergencies like that. So mm. I, I actually work on my own cars. I'm I actually mm. I'm pretty handy with stuff like that. For a long time, especially during college, uh, I, I kind of picked up a wrench and got to work because mm. like you can't always uh, depend on a mechanic to help you with everything. Mm. Uh, now, I, I you know, certain things, I don't have my own welder, uh, welding machine, right? So like, yeah, uh, yeah I if my exhaust needs to get put on, I'm probably going to go, unless it's a bolt on, uh, I'm probably going to go to a shop. My, I don't have a, um, a tire, a tire mounter and balancer. Uh, mm. so I'm a, I'm gonna go to uh, the tire shop to get my tires. Right. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things, like I'm gonna budget for those things, but usually all my other things, oil changes. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I'll probably, I don't no- normally do my Freon. Uh, I might refill it. I don't actually do the whole vacuum, vacuum out everything and put new mm. Freon in. Uh, what is that? Brakes. I do my own brakes. I, you know, uh, if it's an oil leak, I fix my own oil leak. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, those things I actually get into. So that and I, and I think that's why it, it helps me on that point with, with budgeting. Mm. And I forget that that uh, your normal everyday person still doesn't use sweat equity for everything that, you know, for those emergencies. Right. Mm. They, they actually depend on an actual account for that. Uh, I'm one of them. I can yeah, tell you yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, certain house things. Right. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to call somebody for every house thing. Because yeah, no. I, I'm gonna put a little sweat equity in there. I'm gonna, uh, you know, uh, what's that? Pick up some YouTube or pick up a book. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, uh, and, and take a look at it and see what can I do. Uh, yeah, before fix that I, hole in the wall that your kids yeah, made, and uh, yeah, but, yeah, before I call somebody out for it, right? Yeah. Now, now certain things I want done professionally, so I'm I'm for sure gonna call somebody for that, right? And, yeah. and again, would you say, hey, you, you got a budget for that? You gotta you gotta go like, well, I do have an amount of money for that. Uh, you mm. also, but we also have insurance to cover certain things. So, uh, right, and that's what, yeah. And, and that's all part of the budget, right? Making sure you have good insurance, make sure you're making that, you know, accordingly. And so, yeah. yes, uh, budgets are important. So I guess I got to reel that back in. Budgets are important, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not a restriction of your money. All right. All right. And then, you know, the reason why we say budgets are important before you can start working on your credit, you got to learn how to control your money. Because yeah. especially if you're a person that needs to rebuild your credit, one of your issues may have been your budget. Hmm. And you didn't have any control over your money and you let your money escape you. And then you also allow someone to give you money that wasn't yours and you use that to mess up your, you know, your credit. And now it's time to rebuild, which hmm. that's why we have a segment on that coming yeah. up, man. But for any beginner who, who's new to credit, First step, budget. Learn how to yeah. use your learn how to use your money first before using someone else's money. There you go. Yeah, no, and, and that, that's a great saying to say. And the thing is, it'll, it'll definitely tie in when we start talking about credit. Um, and like you said, be very mindful of how you use your money before you start using someone else's money because that's what credit is. It is technically not yours. It is someone else's or tomorrow's money yeah right so if, if you don't learn a budget and you end up utilizing too much of your credit then you could dig yourself into a, a really deep hole at some point all right man so we're gonna start heading to our and chief segment chief. yeah I don't, now i don't know how many people do this i think I've, I've heard of it before right a good way to save water stop the shower in between soap lathering and shampoo yeah yeah, yeah. Man. so so <laughs> 
No, I, I didn't do this personally, but no, I remember my parents, man, when, when I was younger, they would do that and stuff. And like, I kind of built that habit when I was younger, but you know, I, of course I got away from it, but yeah, yeah dude, like, you know, during the shower, you know, of course, you know, kind of soak yourself and then turn it off, do like your shampoo, do all your, yeah. your stuff and then turn it back on. And I'm like, yeah, no, that sucks. Cause like when you turn it back on, you get all the cold water and stuff on you. But yeah. I, but I can see that uh, how it is. Uh, it can be frugal. But I, yeah. I think the better thing to do is, one, get better um, nozzles for your uh, showers, right? So there's this thing called uh, gallons per second, right? So you can look at your shower heads and you can uh, find ones that have a lower gallons per second, meaning how many gallons is coming out of that shower head okay. and instead of you know having to turn on and turn off while i'm not saying that's uh incredibly cheap um i want to say it's probably closer to frugal that is a alternative to yeah. just turning it on and off well yeah probably buying the shower head is frugal but just no. turning the water off if you don't have any water restrictions it's probably just being oh. cheap <laughs> so, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> I mean, it's my personal opinion. That's how, that's how yeah, I guess yeah. that's how this works anyway. The frugal and cheap is kind of like what what we think and what everyone uh, thinks, you know. But I think yeah, we'll, we'll see I, what the people in the comments say. About yeah, that. Like, I'll go towards frugal, maybe because <laughs> yeah. I maybe because I lived through it. But yeah, but like I said, there's there's an alternative to doing that, and that is getting, of course, you know, getting better uh, shower heads for for your yeah. showers. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, right. if, if you're, I guess, and granted, you'd probably have to be budgeting to figure out that you're spending that much money. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know where water costs a, a great amount that you'd have to uh, shut off your water and then shut it on. I'm pretty sure you're taking quick showers anyways. So you could probably just run it for like a couple more seconds. <laughs> Unless you're saving the hot water, you know, so you got to you got a small hot water heater and you're trying to save water. Well, then just yeah. go into the hot water here and turn it down to like... <laughs> I don't know, maybe 80 degrees is the hottest you can get. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I say cheap, you say frugal. Yeah. Well, we have to see what people think on that one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this is Craig and Jay signing off the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. We'll see you next week. Please subscribe and like. See you next week.